Hey everybody, what's up? It's your girl Bondi Blue and I am back for something new. I told you guys I would be giving you different content on different platforms, but I still wanted to keep it in the realm of what I already do. And as we know, I started off reviewing reality shows. So I wanted to start off this series with Love and Hip Hop New York season one because I never reviewed that show. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Is this Mona at the beginning of the episode narrating? Because her voice doesn't sound as raspy as it usually does. Y'all know Mona tends to sound like she smokes a pack a day followed up by a Coca-Cola. So the episode starts off with Chrissy, Emily B, and Olivia sitting beside the pool watching some fine-ass man come up out of the water. Okay, and we just get a little breakdown here. So Chrissy's in New York and she's cool with Olivia and Olivia is from G-Unit, G-G-G-G-Unit, 50 cents. Okay, the beginning of the debauchery that is 50 cent. Y'all know I don't really, I don't really care for 50 cent. I think he's a terrible person, but you know what? I review power, so let me shut up. At the time, Olivia is described as a player by Chrissy, but she says she's dating a football player of whom I can't remember if we ever saw. And child, the embarrassment that is Emily B. At the time, being described as fabulous longtime girlfriend and baby mother, she got a brand new baby with him at the time. Mind you guys, this is 2011. They had been together for eight years at this point and Fab had been in the game for 10 years, okay? Um, I can't even remember exactly what year it was when he knocked her teeth out, but that was probably around 2019, 2018 maybe, around that time. Either way, girl, like put new meaning to the long-suffering girlfriend that eventually became the wife but had to get her teeth knocked out for it. Was it worth it? I guess it was because she recently had another baby for him. However, at this time, in 2011, she was just known as his stylist. How disrespectful, his stylist. Mm. Speaking of long-suffering girlfriends, we get the breakdown of Chrissy and her man, Jim Jones, who she's been together with for six years. And y'all, this is back in the day, back in the day. You know what I mean? Like the girls were not doing the most. They have their real hair. They barely have on any makeup. They have on t-shirts and jeans, like regular people. Like it's it's refreshing. It's refreshing. You know what I mean? Um, however, I really do think that Jim Jones looks so much better without the braids. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Sometimes when men have braids, they look homeless, for lack of a better term. But apparently there's always drama in their relationship. There's always foolishness in their relationship. But he's a hustler, baby. And that's all that matters is that he's a hustler. I just want you to know. 
she shows up to a ladies boxing match that he is hosting with her homegirl. Child, homegirl got a short hairstyle. She's about business, okay? She's down for whatever. And I don't even think we ever got the friend's name, but we just know she's there in case shit goes down. For some reason, Chrissy decides to speak to Jim as he is hosting and someone in the crowd thought that they were important enough to disrupt the conversation. And so Chrissy threatens to beat ass because that's what Chrissy does. She beats ass. We meet Samaya Reese and this is something that you would not see at this point. I mean, at least not on purpose. Homegirl moved from the West Coast to the East Coast without any real money, without any real place to stay, shows up at her friend's studio and he lets her stay in the fucking attic. It's the, it's the attic. I mean, it's not an apartment. It's not a loft. It's the attic. Like, I was like, what's going on? Why is she acting like it's not an attic? It's an attic. Um, but she had to do what she had to do. And I respect it, which is why I'm saying you wouldn't even see that type of hustle and grind um, these days on any of these reality shows because nobody wants to let you know that they are struggling that hard which is unfortunate because that's the reality. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show that 10 years after Love & Hip Hop first came out, things really aren't as real as they once were and we thought they were so fake then. So Samaya goes to meet with Jim Jones in the studio. She worked with one of his artists in LA and so he agreed to meet with her. So she comes prepared. She has, you know, her, her leather bustiquela on, you know, tits up, ass out, high heels, giving everything. And she also has her music. She plays the violin and she, you know, plays her records for him and he actually likes them. He's like, she's not rapping the way we, we rap, which is, it's not hardcore rap, it's dance music. It's something to be played in the gay clubs. You know what I'm saying? And that's really great. That pays, okay? That pays money. So at the end of the day, I think that it was either two things at one time or one or two things. Jim is just trying to fuck or Jim hears what can possibly happen with this type of music knowing that go-go and dance music and party music is still popping in a moneymaker for a lot of people i.e. Deborah Cox, uh, CeCe Pennison, a lot of other um, R&B and, and black female pop dance vocalists who made a really big splash and a lot of money in club music and it's a possibility you know what I'm saying so I think he can hear that but I also feel like you know she ain't that good you know what I'm saying no no disrespect like I'm just glad she found something else to do with her time like she actually ended up blowing up in the fitness industry once she dropped a lot of the weight that she had originally on this first season of the show Okay, so listen, okay, the Lord uh, will guide the steps no matter what. But the music, yeah, he was probably just trying to fuck. But it's probably both of those things at the same time. Jim tells her that he could recognize that, you know, she's very pretty and the DJ would, you know, want to play a record because she's so pretty. I'm like, he's so high. I don't know if he's paying attention or not. 
but he definitely sees the benefit in her being physically attractive and voluptuous and giving and she jokes that you know she didn't peep him scoping her out but it was definitely a possibility whenever she was walking out I'm like he look that nigga got peripherals so Chrissy is frying fish in the kitchen and Olivia is there and they're talking about Emily B and how terrible it is that Fabulous does not claim her. They walk on the red carpet, she dresses him and then he's like, bye bitch. Yeah, it's a little disrespectful. It's a little hurtful. And Chrissy says she would feel like gum on the bottom of a nigga's shoe if he did that to her. And what if he decides that he wants to move on and marry somebody else after you groomed him and taught him how to chew with his mouth closed and made him look like a little something? You know, that's usually the story. And I think that's why the attitude towards these men needs to change. Meaning, why do I need to build a man? I don't need to build a man. You need to come build. Your mammy should have done that. You know, and I feel like it's black women, you know, or women of color, we are always trying to make up for what racism and this world, this country has done to our men, but it's not reciprocated because, I mean, Emily might have gotten the ring, the lifestyle, but are you really happy when your man will punch your teeth out can you really tell me that's a loving relationship like to look back on this now how much of your life have you given up for a unbalanced toxic abusive relationship that a lot of the times seems quite one-sided so Emily B meets with Mashonda, Swiss Beats ex-wife, and child, I wish y'all would stop calling Alicia Keys a homewrecker. I wish y'all would stop. I mean, child, we thought Alicia Keys was going to tell us she was a lesbian, and that's not what happened at all, and that's fine. But Emily B sitting here basically pouring her heart out to Mashonda, who's just lost her family, about how she's scared that she can lose hers because he's not even married to her. He doesn't claim her. It's been eight years of her having to stand on the sidelines and have him refer to their son without referring to their son's mother. And it's just really, really sad, but it's almost like Emily B is a glutton for punishment. Somehow, Chrissy found out that Jim was in the studio with Samaya and decided to educate herself on who Samaya Reese was. So she and Olivia sit down with some drinks, some shampoo with some juice, and look through what seems to be Samaya's MySpace page. That's what it looked like, but I could be wrong. Either way, they have so much to say about her song, Mira Poom Poom. I said, child, not Mira Poom Poom. Girl, I don't know what's going on, but basically the girls was like, child, don't nobody want your poom poom. I just kind of feel like Chrissy's doing a lot. Like you snuck in his phone to find out he met up with this girl in the studio. And it was legit. The cameras were there, but you had to act like it was something for you to investigate. You got too much times on your hands, as the girls would say. So Emily 
Chrissy and Olivia go to an NBA draft party down at Club Amnesia, okay? And they go straight to their table, get bottle service, doing the, you know, hip-hop girlfriend thing, okay, a.k.a. the drug dealer girlfriend thing, which is being popping and having bank and having influence and having access, okay? So they're partying it up, and they look over, and they see some Maya on the dance floor in a glittery onesie and proceed to rib the shit out of her, okay? She looks like a solid gold dancer, Honestly, she looks like she's about to come out on stage with Beyonce, uh-oh-oh, oh, oh, but that hadn't happened yet, so they don't know. It's performance wear. It's giving Angel Brinks not-so-realness because it looks cheaper, but you know, that's what the girls are wearing nowadays. So the girls head to the restroom, and Chrissy proceeds to give Samaya the up and down as they walk past her. And Samaya caught it. So she followed them into the bathroom as they were talking cash money shit about her. And she's like, what's the problem? Like, is there jealousy? What are you mad? Cause I'm working with a little titty and ass. Like, what are you hating on my body? Since you looking me up and down and hating on a bitch glittery body suit, bitch, you must be hating on a bitch body in the glittery body suit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's giving hateration in the dancery, you know? And there are way too many people in this bathroom. Bathrooms aren't a place to congregate for me. Um, especially not in like crowded clubs because that's like gross. Cause those bathrooms don't have any top and when they flush everything kind of sprays into the air so like yeah think about that gross ew but Chrissy's mad gangsta right so she's on her gangsta shit so she's like you walking up like you gangsta like what's up what's up you know and it's like oh shit like what we gonna do like I know we got security with us at the club so what we about to do child Chrissy ribbed that girl from head to toe she said I'm mad at those shoes what are those I was like, not what are those? So basically the bitches were being mean girls in a public bathroom. Like, give me a fucking break. Cause you look home girl up and she don't even know who you are. So I just kind of feel like it's real desperate to be clocking if your man is sticking it in whatever random girl that's coming to the studio. You know, I feel like you should be able to trust your man. You know what I'm saying? Trust your man. Don't check me, bitch. Trust your mans. And if you don't trust your mans, then you need to check your mans, okay? So, yeah, y'all. Chrissy is definitely on her young girl shit right now on episode one. But let's go ahead and proceed to episode two. The episode starts off where the last one left off, which is with Emily B. dragging Olivia and Chrissy out of the club. And Chrissy feeling like she can see that Samaya is struggling and just trying to eat. But the bitch ain't about to eat off her plate. I said, girl, please. You barely eating off your plate. Let me let it go. I'm going to let it go. I don't know them people pockets. But it's just like, hmm. Hmm. Girl, don't nobody want Jimmy. Only, only you. We might want fuck Jimmy, but we don't want to be with him. You can have him. He seemed like a lot of trouble and stress. So Chrissy and Emily B catch us up on tea. Apparently, Olivia was at the pool perpetrating, lying, fronting about being with Zarell Reeves, the cornerback, the football player. Emily B dresses him and she says that she knows he has not been seeing Olivia for the past year. 
So Chrissy wants to know who lying. Cause who lies about that? That's whack. I'ma feel a way if you around us lying and shit. Mind you, they was trying to play it like they was all well and cool and girlfriends and giggling and cackling and shit. But Olivia and Emily B met on set on the first episode. Mm-hmm. When Emily meets with Zarell, she gets the info. He says they broke up last season and he has not seen her in months. And they might be cool, but they not boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay, so Emily B is like, I need to ask her why she lying. Why she fronting? She ain't had to lie, Craig. She did not have to lie. And I just kind of feel like Emily B had a little bit too much battery in her back because it's like you got more like angst and energy towards this situation with Olivia than you do with your own man, which makes me feel like Chrissy must have told Emily that Olivia was saying that situation with Fabulous is sad. Which is why you now want to point out that she ain't even really with that nigga in the first place. Gonna talk about me and my nigga. He might not tell people we together, but we really together. You telling people y'all together and you and that nigga not together. Samaya so meets with Maurice for the first time and Maurice becomes her manager. So she is really trying to impress upon him the importance that she get a good record so that she can make money so that she can send money back to her family because she has to pay rent back home. And I'm just like, Samaya, you do know how the music business works. It's not an overnight thing, especially not in 2011. Maybe now, if you already had a following, you could release a song and make money off of it in a couple of weeks. But the idea that she was supposed to come out here, get a hit record, and then hurry up and pop off is just so unrealistic to me. I feel like, where is the backup? Where is the other plan to feed yourself in the meantime? You know what I'm saying? So Maurice has the idea that her body sells, okay? People like the way she looks. She needs to get in a bikini, do a photo shoot, and sell the pictures to hip-hop magazines, which were popping at the time. And I didn't even know that people were paid for those shoots like that. So, you know, that's what's up, because now they don't even want to pay you for that type of work. Samaya so wants it to be clear, she's not a video hoe. I said, okay. You're not a video hoe, Samaya. So okay enters mama jones so chrissy goes over to jim jones mom's house mama jones to help plan his upcoming birthday party because i guess that's what the mothers of grown men do child we'll get into nancy and all of her isms because y'all know how they get down they don't want to be there for their kids when the kids are young and need a mother they want to now be overbearing and all in their business now that their asses is old and the children are grown and adults and no longer need mothering but you know we'll get into it so nancy wants to plan a luau for for Jim, you know, or whatever the hell she calls him, okay? And she says that, I know I'm a hard ass, but Chrissy, she's a hard ass too. And they're arguing about what they're going to do for Duamo's or whatever the hell she calls him birthday. Child, like he a damn child. They go in Party City and rack up 300 plus on hula skirts and, and, and all kind of tiki torches and girl, I guess. She gets to the counter and give Chrissy $12 talking about we was going to go half. Half how? Half well? Half on what? You, don't, you barely got five on it right now. Like, this is ridiculous. Talking about I smoke. We can, we can tell. We can tell. 
you're gonna be on the commercials, okay? Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. She says that her money is funny and Jim got the money and Chrissy is somewhere in between so she can get the money from him. And it's like, so you making your son pay for the party that you're planning for him? This is for you. That's what this is. This is for you, Nancy. Oh my God. So back to Samaya. She told Maurice she wasn't a video hoe. He didn't listen. She shows up to the photo shoot and they want her to put on little bitty purple panties. And she says no, because y'all are gonna see my scar and I don't even feel like being self-conscious. Apparently she used to be in gangs. She got shot. Everything was going fine. They had her in dresses. They had her in like glam rocker gear. And at the end, he asked for an ass shot and she refused to give it and says, that's it. She's had enough. She doesn't even want to do this anymore. I said, ma'am, you were just talking about all this ass you had and you couldn't turn around and give us a back shot. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's 21 and I'm used to back shots at this point. But I just kind of feel like, bitch, turn around and take the picture. Oh, my God. Samaya goes to the studio with Jim and for some reason... Chrissy is there and Jim seems to be very high but he likes the song Chrissy on the other hand does not Samaya gives Jim a flyer to her next performance you know she's all excited and Chrissy's like yeah yeah whatever bitch get out of here she says she's never going to be in that studio again and I believe she was correct about that Jim just let it go. So just imagine all of the young women whose dreams would have been helped if it not for insecure ass bitches who don't want their men to help these women out of fear that what he's going to fuck them. I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you he's fucking them anyway. So it's Jim's birthday party luau in the backyard. Jewel's is there. All of the homeboys is there. It's real down home. It's real regular degla schmegla, you know? And Nancy has a surprise for Jim, but he has to listen very closely, okay? So she actually has her friend rap and record this song and Jim got emotional. It was really, really emotional. There were tears out of his eyes. Who knew? Child, we all knew old cry baby ass nigga. Saw you thug ass killer, kill him up, won't cry and shit when songs come on, those sensitive ass. Anyway, so yeah, y'all, that was sweet. But Mama Jones bang is killing me. Killing me. Bang. Jimmy and Chrissy have a conversation out on the curb where she tells him that if he doesn't step up and get it together, he can forget it forever. And he said, I need to put that in my rhyme. You know, he hires a motherfucker. It's his birthday. He zooted and booted. Okay, so he gonna say yes to anything about right now because he happy about all his love. Everybody showing him talking about he could be ready to spike lid. You know, he could be ready to do the right thing. You know, ice cubes involved and all of that. And I'm just like, just because you put a ring on somebody's finger does not mean that you're ready to marry them. And I very much feel like a lot of these men put rings on these women fingers and make them forever fiancés and never marry their asses, okay? Because look, 10 years, they're still not married, they're still together. She was talking that shit, but guess what? They still together. And that's that on that. So y'all make sure y'all come back for the next installment of this throwback review series with love and hip-hop new york season one love you guys and see you in the next one well you'll hear me in the next one peace out